You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. In episode 105, Quinn B joins the podcast to discuss her journey as a DJ, the versatility in having experience with other art forms, the importance of collaboration, and more. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. Subscribe to our newsletter for brand updates and podcast recommendations. And join our members-only community on Patreon for access to exclusive content. For everything else, go to VersusMikeHistory.com. family welcome to another episode of versus mike history i'm your host mike history and today we got quinn b in the building what's going on yo yo so um i'm gonna go ahead and let her introduce herself in terms of what she does and everything and then we'll go ahead and get started hi everyone my name is quinn b um i am a bunch of things um i'm a dj um i do some design work um, and I just help out a bunch of different teams. I can't even name it all, but um, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt. And um, as I ask everyone who comes on the show, what are you listening to right now? What's in your rotation? Right now, I actually spent my day listening to uh, Southern Hummingbird and awesome. the Wicked album. So I was going back and forth between those two. Nice, nice. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Um, well, actually, before we get started, I I am curious to know what you thought of the WizKid album, because I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm really big on taking a few listens. Okay. So right now, I'm still in the deliberation process. I definitely know that I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm sure some favorites will arise the more I listen to it. But I'll reserve my, my, uh, my review, because I, I want to let it settle first. I respect that answer. I respect that. All right, let's go ahead and get into it then. Um, let's go ahead and let's start from the beginning. You know, like what what is your origin story when it comes to creative arts and um, did it begin with DJing or did it start somewhere else? Um, I would actually say, um, I would say it probably started on uh, the Microsoft Paint. Uh, oh, wow. Well, that they had back in the day as a kid. My dad was really like into computers and stuff um, back in the day. So I didn't really know how to use the internet. So I would just spend a lot of time on paint. So I would say I kind of started to develop my creative mind that way. And actually, a few weeks ago, I found a bunch of my old photos from paint, but that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, started there. And then my dad worked at a job where I gave him a lot of access to a lot of CDs and music tapes, cassette tapes. So I would go through the cassettes at the, the house and I would go through the CDs at the house. And it was everything from old school compa music and salsa to hip hop and like the chronic, all these big random things. So like there was a, an array of different sounds that I was exposed to um, going through my parents' music collection. And, and then obviously the evolution to iTunes and controlling your iTunes to other sites that I won't name <laughs> and just like just kind of just getting your music collection together mixtape era was in there heavy just that piff and uh, just stay up to date with like 
um, rap up and like hot new hip hop and just kind of just exercising that muscle. Um, I kind of fell off of art for a little bit and I just got more into DJing. And then um, one day I picked up Photoshop and I got a scanner and I just started like playing with different mediums around my house and Photoshop and just kind of learning um, that process. So then I kind of started to develop more of my design side and like just working in bigger groups and just putting together full projects. We actually made a book um, last year for Hans, um, the, the artist Hans, um, me, myself and Aaron Lucerna and Hans, I said me, myself, myself, Aaron Lucerna and Hans, we all put together a book. Um, then I started working for the Gumbo, which is a hip hop platform for and by black women, where I would do design work and then also kind of curate different events with um, Nadira Simmons. So everything, that's just like a, a condensed, super condensed version, but that's kind of how everything started flowing for me um, from when I was young. Very cool. Now, let me ask you, um, in the midst of all of this, you spoke about how much of an inspiration hip hop is and um, in the process of your design journey. Um, mm -hmm. How did formal art or fine art um impact that journey along the way for for hip-hop no in terms of uh your um learning design and art and things of that nature like you said that that journey started with like album covers and microsoft paint but um eventually we all grow into we all grow and learn about you know the art world and different artists and different time periods and things of that nature so i was just curious to know how that impacted um your journey in any way if it did yeah, I think that um, if you ask me to name 10 artists that influenced me, yeah, you're not gonna get that from me. But what I can say is just the way my mind works, I can see something and I can absorb it. So whether that's me going to museums or going through books that have like a collection of different artists or talking to people who work in other sectors of art. Um, it's really, really vague, but I think that there's so many different influences that kind of uh, have affected my approach to design and, and also honestly to DJing that it, it'd be impossible for me to name right now. But um, I do know that somehow the music does go hand in hand with the actual uh, visual arts and um, obviously album covers and vinyl and stuff like that have been a really big influence um, as well. Right, right. As it always does in terms of going hand in hand. Now, um, you said that you you decided to pivot into DJing, and um, I'm curious to know what inspired that that transition, because I know because you know it isn't something that you just pick up and start doing out of nowhere. You know, you gotta have some sort of uh, foundational knowledge. So I'm curious to know how this came to be. Um, honestly, growing up in South Jersey and then um, listening to DJ Diamond Cuts on the radio and then just hearing her killer and then kind of developing that understanding of what transitions are and how you go from song to song and just how you can really like get get a reaction out of people from music and just listening to her do that on the radio from my house. And then um, also listening to other DJs and just being around and hearing certain transitions and being like, yo, that's cool. But I want to see if, if I take it and I do it like this and kind of just being inspired from hearing other people do their thing and then wanting to take it 
and then flip it into my own version. Um, so like after kind of like feeling that feeling like that for a while, um, I downloaded DJ software onto my iPad uh, back in 2000 and like, what year was that? 2013 possibly, maybe 2012. It was the DJ app um, on the, where a lot of people start to, but on the iPad and mm -hmm. I would like, it has like EQs and it has like a crossfader and you can upload your music from your iTunes to it. And it has like two decks. So I would really start to like understand like what it's like to move between songs. And then fast forward from 2012, 13 to about 2016, I met um, Malcolm B and he is a DJ and a bunch of other things, photographer, everything um, and dancer. And I worked with him and he, um, and we worked at the same job. And on the downtime, I would, he would bring his controller to work. And then like, I'd be like, oh, like, let me see. And I started to like learn it that way. So I went from the iPad to the actual physical, like mini controller. And then eventually I was like, the only way I'm gonna really get better at this is if I get my own equipment. And after that, it went from here and there on the iPad, a little bit at work to like, hours and hours of just being locked into this controller that I bought. So that's kind of where I started um, my DJ process. And over what span of time would you say that that was? Um, so 2012 to 2016 is four years of just general interest. Mm -hmm. And then 2016 until now, um so you're asking how long I've been DJing or how long it took for me to like develop like my skills I guess a little bit of both um okay. it was just gonna lead into another question about um you know what type of DJ you decided to be in that process because there's so many different vibes that a DJ can provide for whether it's like in whether in your crib whether it's a party whether it's you know like a like an outdoor event and um or even like the type of genre that you choose to spin. And um, I'm just, um, I'm curious to know, like what goes into the process of deciding what type of DJ you're gonna be while learning the process? Yeah, I don't think I ever thought about it in that kind of way. Um, I was just listening to the songs that I liked, whether it was what was popping in R&B, like some Ryan Leslie back in the day or, maybe some um at the time the like, Kei was newer so like mm -hmm. getting to learning about Kei Trinata and like Sango and all these other amazing like SoundCloud or just like flip artists and then um just I had just whatever like even if it was like some like Nirvana I would throw that in there because I was just learning how to just make songs sound good together so mm -hmm. I think that that's something that I feel blessed with because I don't like to I never started saying like, oh, I'm going to be a hip hop and R&B DJ or I'm going to be a electro house. Dude. Like, I'm just like, whatever I feel like and whatever fits the space that I'm in. So when I was learning, I learned everything. And now when I DJ, um, depending on what the event is, um, I might stick with more with one type of sound or whatever. But, you know, for the most part, I like to try to at least throw a little curveball here and there when it comes to what I play. And I don't. Um, like limit myself on that. Sounds dope. Now, what you you spoke about um, having sort of a mentor um, lead you into the right direction 
when you started the your DJ journey, um, I'm sure along the way you meet different people who are like-minded and who want to uh, go on the same path as you. How do you navigate those types of relationships in terms of um, giving people game and, you know, you know, receiving game? Um, I think that there is, there are a lot of DJs and it's a beautiful thing. Um, but I like to think that the relationships that I have um, like held closer over the years um, have influenced me in like a, a very, very positive way. Um, and to be, to, to be DJs and then also to find time to really connect and really like see each other um, is a is a great thing too. And I think those are the relationships where I really like learn like tips and tricks on how to flip certain things and just maybe like a, a, a new a new way to work the software that I didn't know about or like mm. kind of troubleshooting things that I've always struggled with but I didn't know how to fix. Like when you when you are able to really have that spark with another DJ, those are the times that that information flows seamlessly. And when it comes to uh, giving game or just you know walking along the DJ path with somebody else I think that um, because you know people we're all people and we can be busy and sometimes we don't connect if I do have the ability to really connect with somebody like if you're respectful to, to me and I'm respectful to you and like there's like a somewhat of a spark there I have no problem with like sharing whatever with you there's no there's no limits to the information that I would share but it's just more so about like timing and um, yeah, just what the relationship blossoms into. Not that I would not tell anybody anything because I don't really believe in gatekeeping all the way per se when it comes to, to music. It's just music is music. If I don't show you, somebody else will, you'll find it. So there's no need to really hide it. Um, but yeah, um, I think those relationships, they're really, really beautiful if you have the time to, um, to put into them and help them grow in the DJ space. Awesome. Um, now, I have a question because I um, I notice a lot of differences when I go out to different events in terms of how the crowd responds, whether there's a, um, a man that's DJing or a woman that's DJing. And I kind of want to know from your perspective, what are the benefits of having a, fem uh, having a woman DJ at an event? Um, I think that uh, music is music. So no matter who's playing it, you know, if you have the ability to tap in with the crowd, whether it be a small event or a big event, then that's what matters. I think that mm. uh, whether it's a man or a woman, it's it's not that's not really something that I personally spend much time thinking about. Um, unless it's something unless it's a space where I feel like uh, a woman presence or a man presence is severely lacking. And it's mm. not exclusively made for a specific type of um, event. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open. Uh, but I, I will say that having the ability to work with the gumbo and um, uplift other women DJs is one of my favorite things to do. So um, I will say to that respect, like it's, 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 it's great to have to work with other women DJs um, when, I, when it comes to working with the gumbo. I like that answer. <laughs> I like that answer. Um... I don't know if I necessarily feel the same, but I, I do, I do respect that because um, 
I feel like for the most part, it's how, especially in our community, in the black community, um, it's how we connect. And um, I really don't like the types of narratives and conversation that go on, I guess more so than more so now than ever about like how music is divisive and, you know, this and that, you got to choose sides and all this is a very weird um, era that we're living in. But um, let me move on. I want to I want to talk to you about uh, how you incorporate how you um, how you incorporate your network in terms of who do you choose to work with on certain events and how do you um, how do you measure what type of crowd you're going to have going into a set? Um, typically. Um, I'm, I'm pretty open. I'm, I'm pretty open to work with um, a lot of people. Um, I will say that most of the connections that I have made have been just from a mutual like, respect or um, somebody hears something that I do and then they reach out and they would like me to have, like to have me on their event or I hear something they do and I'd like to have them on my event um, or somebody recommends them. So I'm pretty open, honestly. There's there's a, there's a lot of events that I would do. Um, was there a second part to your question? I'm sorry, I, I forgot. No, no, that's cool. Um, that was really the the general sense of it. I was yeah. kind of also um, trying to get a little bit of a little bit a little bit of insight on how you make connections with the people that you've worked with, and um, how you've gone about building a network in general. Gotcha. Yeah, just more so just um, recommendations or just being out. Honestly, I've met some people through SoundCloud. That was pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very tough DJs. Um, or just sometimes just, again, just being around the city and then just like maybe if you get a moment to speak to a DJ, preferably when they're not DJing, mm-hmm. and you say, hey, mm-hmm. like amazing set, like, and then you, and then you genuinely mean it. You're not, you're not just saying that because I try not to just give compliments that like aren't real. That's not really my vibe, but most of the time I do have a lot to give. So you'll talk to the DJ and be like, hey, like I just stumbled in here, dope set. And then you guys connect that way. And it's, it's the city is amazing because I feel like you have the ability to like have one good interaction with somebody. And then that interaction just fuel an entire like partnership. And it's happened to me so many times. So honestly, it's just, it's just natural. Like I, I, would, I wouldn't even say it's something that I like try extra hard on like it just kind of just happens naturally and i think that that's when things really flow the best word that's i agree that's very dope um now earlier you spoke about how you got you've gained all this influence from music and you started in design and this and that and um you even mentioned artists like Kate and it made me lead to the question of, um, do you plan on putting out any music yourself? And is that something that you're working towards? Um, or do you feel like um, the, the, the task of, you know, blending other people's sounds is, is enough? Um, I don't have any concrete plans to make music. I, I never have. Okay. Um, I know myself, if I were to download any software whether it be logic or anything like that i know that i would 
be super, super locked in. So if I ever did want to make music, I would need to really have the time to do so. I'm pretty busy now. And honestly, I'm the kind of person who will try their hand at anything. Like I'll, I'll paint for like two months straight, then stop. Or I'll be photographer for a few months and then stop. And I'll just constantly go through the cycle throughout the year. So maybe one day I might, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm not, I'm not too, too worried about making music. Okay. Well, what goes into the process of, of what you just mentioned, you know, of picking up a different task and, you know, exploring a different medium? Um, that's something that I personally um, experience as well. But I'm curious to know from your perspective, like what makes you get into a mode where you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to do that myself instead of worrying about finding somebody who can do that. Um, just try it. Um, and <laughs> I have no problem with like collaborating with people either. It's just more so sometimes I'm like, I'm actually curious how that works and having like a base knowledge of how um, a lot of different things work when it comes to the arts, it helps you uh, communicate better with people who are in the space. Mm -hmm. um, obviously you don't know everything and I'd never claim to know everything, but you know, maybe I'll try my hand at something for a little bit and I'll encounter a few problems. I'll find some, some benefits. I might find some peace in it. And when I meet that artist, I'll be like, Hey, like, so when you do X, Y, and Z, like, do you feel that level of calmness or, like, have you run into this problem? And it, it makes conversations in that whole networking thing a lot easier. So honestly, it's just just random. I'll just try it, see how it works, and then hopefully it'll help me communicate better with others uh, later on. Okay. And um, in terms of events, you spoke about throwing your own events. How often do you? Um, how often do you do that? Um, honestly, whenever I have time. Sometimes it, it can be it can be a lot sometimes it can be maybe like two for the year um this year I had a moderate amount of events but some an event that I do have on a monthly basis is uh sample Sunday um, with the gumbo that is um uh, my premiere event at the moment so uh, basically just playing the samples to all of our favorite hip-hop and R&B songs throughout the years and some other songs too um so that's kind of my premiere event uh, my premiere event that I have um once a month and outside of that i do some events with vibe certified as well um and vibe certified essentially is just an art appreciation uh, collective and we had an event in august where we just celebrated the art of music and we had a, a bunch of different djs djs that use laptops djs that use cdjs um, djs that play more electronic music djs who uh would have like a, like a their own music interwebbed in the in the actual set so we we kind of had a a little task on our hands but we executed that really really well that was good so um i'm on a tangent but yeah you, you get the gist <laughs> yeah it's all good um do you think that it's important for djs to throw their own events or do you think that it's um the traditional way of just like getting booked and uh you know go, going i guess being um in a full set with other DJs and other things of that nature. How important do you think it is to diversify? I think that, uh, again, I'm, I'm really big on this. Every DJ has their own journey, whether that means that you do bars and clubs or you DJ for yourself for the rest of your life. It doesn't, whatever your personal journey is, um, that's your journey. So whether DJs throw events or they're just tough like amongst the homies, um, you know, it, it, that, that, that's on them. Um, I think for me personally, um, I think 
for my personal journey, it's important that I, you know, do my own events and then also collaborate with others who ask me to do their events as well. And I think having that, and then also getting just bookings from just like agency type things. So having a mix of all of those types of events, um, I feel like it helps me personally feel well-rounded, um, but yeah. Word. And um, what's in the future for Quinn B? You know, you got a lot on your, you got a lot on your hands in terms of being multi, multi-disciplinary. You know, you got um, a lot of things you can, you can manage at once. So I'm curious to know if this is uh, the beginning of a long DJ career. Do you want to start some major multimedia production or what? What are we looking at? I'll, I'll never stop DJing. I love DJing so much. And honestly, that's my primary um, art source, I guess. Uh, but in the future, I definitely want to be able to direct a little bit, whether that's projects or like actual like shoots. Um, I, I really want to get into that and just have a better understanding of how those processes go. I've, I've done a few shoots here and there, but I kind of just want to want to sharpen that up a bit. Um, and honestly, just just free flowing and just just, you know, kicking it with the homies and my loved ones and just having a good time. That's the future for me. <laughs> and when you say shoots, you mean like directing photo shoots? Oh, uh, video shoots. Oh, video shoots. Okay. Uh, music videos, maybe like short films, anything. I don't know. I just want to have a better understanding of that. Maybe do some assistant direction or some direction of my own um, production. I don't know. Just want to be more of a part of that. Word. Yeah. And, you, and you spoke about loved ones and, you know, getting connecting with them how do people closest the people closest to you in your life uh impact your music or vice versa um i'm I'm always i'm always interested to hear what anybody who um i spend significant time with what they are listening to whether that's like more of like immediate family or that's just like friends um so I'm, i'm like a sponge when it comes to that they'll put me onto something all i have to do is hear it once i know it now it's it's my song basically in my head so or people just send me music sometimes um so they're they're a very big influence on what i listen to um and vice versa um but yeah it was definitely a give and a take when it comes to sharing music word sounds dope all right well this has been dope. This has been been a very dope conversation. Um, what do you have coming up soon? Um, I have a few things coming up. Like um, end, of the, end of the year type situations since we're rounding out the year. Um, so in December, we have the last sample Sunday of the year. That's going to be at Ode. And um, I have a few events that um, a few people that I've known throughout the DJ world have asked me to do um, over the next, honestly, this week, next week, and then into December. So I'm going to be moving around a bit. I wish I could name them all, but I can't. Not trying to talk my, my, you know what. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a few things coming up. Can't name them all. Uh, But the one event that I definitely can name because it is my my premiere event is Sample Sunday happening at Old. Um, that's coming up in the, the beginning of December. Very, very cool. All right, Quinn B, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Of course. Same. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How about you go ahead and plug your socials so people know where to find you on the internet? 
Um, you can find me on Instagram at Q-U-I-N-X-B-E-E, -E, Quinn B, Quinn XB. And if you go on my Instagram, you can find my link tree and pretty much all my socials through there. So definitely look me up on Instagram. All righty. And as always, folks, uh, VS Mike History on Twitter and versus Mike History on Instagram and TikTok versus MikeHistory.com for everything else related to the brand. Go ahead and subscribe to that newsletter as well. And uh, I'll see you guys at the next episode. Peace.